podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Two fanboys and you feel the casual back in once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. I don't know about you guys, but um, did you guys hear what the number one trending word is the last two weeks or the last week or so? Um, is it inauguration? No, it's not actually. Oh, uh, okay. unity. No, it's not. It's the word slept. Like people have actually been saying that for the last couple of days, they've been sleeping better. Oh. And, and it's like I read this article. I was like, you know what? They're right. So welcome to Two Fanboys in the Filthy Casual. And I have to tell you, I'm in a good mood. Um, and since we're not a political podcast, I'm not going to say why. Um, <laughs> how are you guys? I'm, and, I, and I'm in a cheery mood, even though my phone is about to uh, die and my charger doesn't want to accept it. Um, how, are, how are you two doing? You know what? You're right. I am feeling a little cheerier this morning. You know, walking the dog. I had a little more extra pep to my step. My backache is miraculously disappeared. I don't know. I mean, not disappeared. I'm not uh, 100% yet, but you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'm feeling better since January 20th. <laughs> uh, I sleep with a weighted blanket, so I've been okay for a while. <laughs> Harold, what's up with this weighted? Bl- Lou, do you have a weighted blanket? No, I don't. Um, my weighted blanket is the dog. And oh, okay. Just like around my I thought you were going to say, it's your wife. It's my wife. <laughs> Whoa, bro. It's right I mean, here, guys. <laughs> it's only like 20 pounds, you know, but know. still. She's a whole 20 pounds, but you know. She's about uh, the equivalent. What is up with a weighted blanket, Harold? I've, I've, I've been hearing this left and right. Like like people were suggesting, like, um, I, I was um, I was thinking of like an anniversary gift to my wife, and people were like, oh, you should get her a weighted blanket. She's going to sleep so well. Uh, uh, please do tell dish dish about this thing. well f- for me as we you know i've acknowledged for years now is i i do deal with a lot of anxiety and depression so it's really great for the anxiety thing because it feels like uh, a midget is like uh lying on top of you like uh so <laughs> you can't you can't escape the blanket you have to i mean I, I mean, I'm almost 40, but I've never had a midget sleep on me, so I'm going to have to imagine it, dude. Yeah. Um, to be, well, to be I am 40, you, and um, I've had a midget sleep on me. <laughs> whoa, okay. That, that, that's that's more used for me. But, uh, Harold, I got to tell you, if one day I woke up and there was a midget sleeping on me, I'd be terrified. <laughs> Well, not that I have anything against happen, people of little state uh, stature, but I'm, all I'm saying is if I woke up and there's a midget there, I'd be like, whoa, why is there oh, a midget? You know, we're getting really far into this politically incorrect terminology, and it's like a little person is sleeping on you. There you go. Yeah. So, Some people like Dennis would jump like, ah, oh, what are you doing here? Some people like her are like, mm. yeah, <laughs> this is a <laughs> Tuesday. So, you know, what's funny is so. The funniest thing is like literally with, you know, like the regular blanket, sometimes once in a while it can slip off of you while you're sleeping and everything. And you'll end up like with one or well, a leg hanging out or like an arm hanging out, that kind of deal. This thing will not allow you to do that because it is too powerful and you just have to succumb to its power. Um, the part, the funny thing is. So you're just submitting leg, to this blanket? Yeah, dude. This blanket owns me, bro. Okay. So like if my leg does or like if I have to get 
out of my bed and like put the blanket back on and it's like in all weird places i have to literally chuck it with like all my strength just to get it over my feet again and it is i'm getting pretty good at it it looks like i'm casting a net in the ocean and only catching my feet so but it's just weirdly it's strangely comforting i don't know what it is i know it's the weight of the blanket like pushing on you so it gives you some kind of like comfort but uh and by the way if it's hot you do not want to have one of these things because remember we had that heat spell a couple days ago Mm -hmm. um yeah i thought that at nighttime it would um pass and no i ended up sweating profusely like 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 earlier in the day i had just worked out and i thought i had sweated it all out no this was actually worse and um yeah so weighted blanket I, I, I find it I find it I find it funny that Harold is so into weightlifting that even sleep has to have weights involved in it. like he's still he's still he's still working on his gains you know I told you give my pump on, bro. <laughs> that is never the most, thought of it that way that is That's... the most bro thing I've ever heard bro <laughs> sometimes I sleep with that and my ring fit at the same time the ring fit adventure so yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, ladies, you know, if you want somebody who is so into fitness that even his sleep. This is so weird blanket. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, right, is that I had a, a lighter weighted blanket and I was like, you know what? This isn't enough. <laughs> I was like, it's just too easy. I can escape from this pretty cleanly. I'm not tapping out to this blanket. There you go. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, for Harold, I guess, as long as it's somebody that can, you know, crunch and converge and just like envelop him in a hug, everything's fine. I like it's it. It's great. Yep. Okay, there you go. Um, Learned something so, new about Harold today. I know. Um, today, guys, we're going to be talking about, you know, we've been on this this long run of, uh, of like, reviews left and right. We've talked about uh, The Mandalorian. We talked about Wonder Woman 1984. Today, we're going to be taking a look at um, another Disney Plus um, movie that came out just a few weeks ago but before this i do have to tell you that um i wanted to share something with you guys um you know harold has his h's hates um segment we're still workshopping on the name of this but um i'm a pretty easygoing guy but i have to tell you guys i am really angry about something today um my wife bought me uh, assassin's creed valhalla for christmas and Mm -hmm. i've been playing ever since it came out like I, I play a couple hours every single day. Um, I think I checked my number of hours I've worked. I've, I've played it. I think I'm nearing like a hundred hours on it. So I've like put a lot of time into this game. Um, so, so far, it's not the best Assassin's Creed game, but I've liked it. And, um, you know, I, I was nearing the end of the game and I've been kind of thinking to myself, man, you know, it, it, I, I don't want the journey to end. I'm enjoying myself so much. So I've been spending a lot of time doing like the side missions, exploring like the mysteries and everything. And finally I was like, you know what? I think it's time. Let's get on to the, um, the final level. I found out that mine is glitched. No way. And I've been reading online and the only solution so far right now is for me to restart the game. Oh, God. So I can see the ending of this stupid game. 
I am That's so heartbreaking. I am so pissed off, guys. It is not even funny. Like, like I'm, 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 like so much so that I had to buy like another game just to like get the filth out of my mouth. I'm like, what the hell? And it turns out I'm not the only person that has that has gotten this. And it is a common occurrence that if there's a certain pattern in your game that you follow, that you're not going to be able to see the final portion of the game. So. I mean, I don't know. I, I told That's you that, insane, dude. I told you something similar happened to me on Arkham Origins, right? Mm. You remember the one, the one really crappy Arkham game that they ever made because it wasn't made by Rocksteady Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Arkham Origins. It was like the most broken Batman game ever because, like, a quarter of the game into it, you get an OP. Uh, attachment and you're able to just destroy enemies like no problem and I had this attachment and I was just destroying every like character or every uh, villain to this game and maybe a third of the game in or not a third maybe like uh, two thirds of the game in the villain you're supposed to take down is Deadshot and the Deadshot one is supposed to be one of the hardest uh, bosses that they ever created and I took him down in less than uh, three minutes. And apparently you're not supposed to do it the way that I did it. You're actually supposed to do so many things before that. And if you do that in the incorrect sequence, the game, he just stands there staring at you oh, and nothing man. happens. And <laughs> this was like 10 years, like, like eight or nine years ago. And I was furious because it was all I had and the, the like i was looking so forward to this game i had spent like dennis i'd spent so many hours investing my time into this game and trying to you know perfect it and it was on the hardest difficulty and it just said you know you're screwed and i looked it up i looked up all the things online and it's like oh there's nothing you can do you have to delete all of your uh memory and reinstall the game and i don't know how you're gonna do it then but i was so pissed off that I had to do it all over again. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do, I was like, just, just to show this game that I'm the boss, I'm going to do it all over again. And I was like, man, it's so meandering having to do the same tasks. Like at least with you, you know, you did different tasks, but yeah, having to spend a good hundred hours, which I mean, I know me and Den do that. Lewis doesn't really do that because he spends five hours on a game and that's too much for him already. That's um, way too much, dude. <laughs> yeah. Five hours. <laughs> As usual, Lewis doesn't like the long game, um, but yeah, because I know he doesn't have the patience for anything longer than five dance, <laughs> four and a half. I, to be honest with you, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Um, I'm praying to God that Ubisoft does. Uh, damn it, there's that word again. Um, uh, I'm praying that Ubisoft comes with a patch, but um, you know, like, kind of like Harold. It says that I need to restart from scratch in order. For, and but the thing is, the thing is, nobody knows what exactly like it. it like the, the 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 people that I've read, they don't know exactly how it happened. It just happens that there are some people that at a certain point this quest just doesn't open up, you know. And so I don't know what I'm going to avoid next time. And I, you know. If all of a sudden, after a hundred hours again, I'm still in the stuck in the same situation, yeah. Yeah. So does that mean you're just gonna have to go play the game straightforward? 
Like no side quests, nothing, no farming or anything. Uh, no, but then how do you how how do you become OP? Yeah, see, <laughs> <clears throat> that's what um, that's what's weird is like when they say that, like a lot of the games that I played, they say if they say that there's a you know a game changing bug, that they have a patch to fix it. Yep. So why would not one of the biggest franchises of all time have that kind of uh, backup plan set up? Well, that's the thing. They just recently had a, a patch uh, like a week ago, and it's still this. Um, and I installed and I downloaded the uh, the patch there. So I'll keep you guys informed what happens with the game. And uh, but at this right at this moment at this point, I'm really angry, and um, I, I I wanted to chuck my um, my my PlayStation um, controller out, but I realized that was the controller. You mean, you mean game. my PlayStation controller? There you go. Yeah, I just <laughs> I said, Don't worry, say. relax, relax. I, I was gonna <laughs> give you credit for it, and that's the only reason why I chose not to throw away. <laughs> My controller. <laughs> well, you know what? Just, just for that comment, I'm, I'm, I'm like, pause right now. Drive over here with a wireless charger for the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying because you were about to destroy something, I lent you. Well, it's technically I'm not even lending it to you anymore. It's it's yours. You want me to give you something else that's mine? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Seems like a fair trade. At least, at least we know um, uh, where we stand in this in this relationship. Um, I, I I can be your weighted blanket, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, you're, I you're my Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> I can be your weighted blanket. <laughs> Um, I knew there was a ballad in there somewhere. And, um, <laughs> that's right. That's my. By the way, that's my uh, Enrique Iglesias impression done by Creed. <laughs> so, well, He's, you know, you know what, Harold uh, Creed. One thing that both um, Creed and uh, um, uh, Enrique Iglesias have, they have uh, really soulful songs, which leads us to our topic of the day. Waka uh, waka, <laughs> waka waka. Um, which uh, we're talking about today, Disney Plus movie that just came out. Um, the newest Pixar, not Disney Plus movie, uh, newest Pixar movie that, that was just recently released um, on Disney Plus, which is Soul. Okay, and um, one of the more soulful people I know in the world today um, is going to be doing his uh, really quick synopsis, which is of course. We we are going into one of my favorite segments. Lewis, take away the segment that I long for and I and I pray for. Is it the weighted blanket? Anyway, um, are we changing your the name of your 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 uh, your segment to the weighted blanket? I know because the way Harold described them, like man, I want a weighted blanket. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, wait, wait. Hey guys, is that a pad a podcast name? Yeah. <laughs> The weighted blanket. The weighted we blanket. We already know what our other podcast name is. Don't tell Lewis what the name the name of it is. You already ruined it by telling him. I know, but don't don't say it on the podcast before before I I I I, I get oh, the um the website for it, dude. Yeah, before he gets the domain I, I name, dude. I won't reveal, but Lewis is not our weighted blanket. He's our wet blanket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the wet the uh, the wet blanket is a website already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that we own that domain. <laughs> That's behind the paywall. Oh man. So yeah, like Dennis was alluding to, let's uh let's get right into lose views. Burr, burr, burr. 
Yeah. So uh, as Dennis uh, mentioned already, uh, Soul, the newest Disney Plus original is what they're call- calling it. Um, you know, originally back in uh, the, the ancient days of 2019, we saw the trailers that, you know, this movie was supposed to be out in theaters. But as uh, as we've already alluded to, and if you haven't been living under a rock, you know, this movie was released Christmas Day on Disney Plus ex- exclusively. So let's go right into the movie. It's um, so Soul is a movie uh, about a music school teacher, not music school teacher, school teacher who teaches music, uh, Joe Gardner, who is, I guess, in between things right now. He is a teacher while also pursuing his dream of being a professional uh, soul jazz musician. Now, at uh, obviously, or at the beginning of the movie, this kind of threw me off. We can talk about this later, but I think I literally missed it because I had to go to the kitchen. Cause like I said, we were watching this on Christmas day. Uh, Joe Gardner suffers a life ending injury or at least fall. And so he goes and uh, goes to this version of heaven. Uh, so if you're keeping count in Pixar, we have two versions of heaven so far. Uh, we can talk about which one we like better. But um, if, over there, he, uh, in what is called the great beyond, you know, Joe, I guess, finds out how the back, or, you know, h- how the machinations are of how people or how souls are implanted onto earth and how the personalities and different attitudes and different likes uh, comes to be. And, you know, I guess this is kind of a hard movie to describe, but, you know, he meets different souls and he is paired up with lost soul number 22 who cannot seem to find her way back onto earth uh, for whatever reasons that we find out um thankfully they do find a way back into earth and just like any good movie with shenanigans the bodies are switched so you know joe is in the body of a cat and the soul 22 who was lost and still trying to find her way onto earth is in joe's body and you know through the court uh, into the second half of the movie you know, this uh, soul that's been trying to find her way onto Earth finds a purpose living life through Joe's eyes. So it's your, it's a little bit of a, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'd call it Freaky Friday, per se, but, you know, one of those wonderful old movie tropes. And, you know, at the end of the movie, just like every good Disney Pixar movie, uh, lessons are learned. Uh, everybody's, you know, uh, thankfully content. Uh, Joe finds himself back in his body, even though he did apparently, you know, suffer a life-ending injury. And the Soul Twenty Two finds her way back on Earth in a new body. And that's lose views. Sorry for this if it's a little confusing, but in uh, retrospect, the, mu- the movie itself was a little, you know, it's unique. It's a little different. So yeah, lose views. Burr, burr, burr. Burr, burr. I like it. Um, so I, I, since we are too lazy to come up with a rating system, um, I, I think we, we go back with what we normally say is uh, what you guys think? Um, what was your what's your opinions of it? Um, I think I'm going to ask the Harold goes first because, um, it, you know, Lewis and I are going to say something really long and Harold's just going to say, is all right. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. So I'm going to circumvent it and have Harold go first. Um, it's like Lewis said the movie came out um, on Christmas Day and most people were trying to watch either this movie or Wonder Woman 84 which if you haven't heard our reviews uh, check out the last two episodes ago you'll hear our Wonder Woman 84 review Um, and knowing that we're in a pandemic they were like we're going to release these big really big movies on the day when everyone was supposed to not gather together, but we all know that didn't happen. So, like, uh, 
it's it's just strange because it was a Pixar movie, a bit like the last Pixar movie that they uh, released was Onward, and that was the first big Disney Plus release. So uh, I can't say really things have come full circle because it's just a continuing cycle now that they're going to go with until we're opening up theaters again, or at least to a, a wider audience, wider, wider. <laughs> We, yes. we've already been we've, we've already been insensitive today with one word let's make sure yeah, it's we need wa- to... wider yes but you guys know or most people know i love tina fey i've loved her in saturday Night live her, her book bossy pants is one of my favorite autobiographies i've ever read and of course uh with 30 rock i'm one of the biggest fans of that tv show so hearing her voice a Pixar character was pretty amazing. Mainly because now we have both in the Disney sense, Disney universe, both Tina Fey and Amy Poehler have Pixar characters, main characters. So two of my favorite people in the world, my favorite shows, now they're both uh, immortalized as Disney characters. Uh, The thing that I really loved was the lessons that 22 was, uh, that she was trying to learn from all her teachers but the fact that she's one of the people that was very um, <clears throat> uh, against wanting to, you know, learn new things and just be uh, pretty much stay in the same place. Like she never really wanted to. That's what I got the feeling is she never really wanted to be to get out of the U uh, uh, system and learn about, you know, what human life was actually about. And <laughs> the interactions she has with her previous teachers are some of the funniest bits I've ever seen in any Pixar movie. And uh, still my favorite bit was the whole, uh, I've been messing with one team for the my whole lifetime. <laughs> and then it cuts to the Knicks. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, that's so sad. That was one of but, the best uh, burns in that movie. <laughs> it was, the whole movie is just a bunch of random lessons that you're supposed to have learned, but you never learn until you need to learn them, which is the kind of the thing that I, I got from this whole thing. Um, the journey that Joe takes where he like uh, pretty much learns through everything else that he believed that his life was all about music, but it was never really about um, music so much as it was his career. So the whole thing, I think the big message of the whole story is that, you know, your career doesn't define your personality. Personality defines your personality. So with that, I love the whole body switching thing. Anytime they would do the cut back from Jamie Foxx talking into a cat just scratching or making noises. Like this movie is legitimately so corny, funny that I was dying the whole time. Like it's not the whole time. The other parts that they have where it goes a little more philosophical and then it goes a little more, um, you know, towards, like the meaning of life and kind of deal, those were really uh, prominent. And I, I appreciated that their, their take on it. Lou. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do, I, I agree with, uh, with Harold on a lot of this, um, you know, uh, we'll get into nitty gritty details later, but overall I thought it was a really well done, well-made movie. Um, I, I don't know if I'm just being uh, a masochist or maybe Pixar has kind of just kind of trained us, but um, you know, this was thankfully one of those movies that did not have a heart wrenching, you know, knife twisting moment of like, 
uh, pain. You know, there were obviously very sad, profound moments, especially with Joe and his mom. You know, that whole uh, di- that whole dialogue between the two of them. But you know, thankfully, it's not like you know, it's not like uh, it wasn't like it wasn't Coco. It wasn't Up. You know, two of the the top tier movies from Pixar, where you know you're you're leaving the theater a wreck. But you know, still, uh, you know, definitely one of those uh, definitely well made movie. Uh, Jamie Foxx, I thought was a great um, addition to you know yeah obviously Harold already talked about uh, Tina Fey but I uh, you know I want to give uh, Jamie Foxx a lot of kudos for this one you know he could have been you know he's been a little bit shoehorned into like the kind of roles he's been in and the kind of you know uh, uh, parts he's been um, shown in the movies but you know this was a, a real wonderful revelation I think Joe at least voice acting wise was you know pretty well rounded uh, you empathized with him you really understood kind of where he was his struggles were coming from you really wanted him to succeed and yet at the same time you want it to be happy but yeah yeah so you know like i said really well-made movie um i think we have to have a conversation at the end of this about how watching it from home impacted our enjoyment i think we did the same thing we had that conversation for wonder woman i think you know we we have to bring that up again later because like i said earlier I loved watching this at home or, you know, at home with immediate family, very small. Uh, yes, Harold, thanks for calling us out. I, we did, you know, have a small gathering. <laughs> it would have been at least twice as big, but, you know, uh, there are usual circumstances, but, you know, it's okay. But <laughs> like I said, I missed a pretty pivotal point of the movie where Joe falls into the manhole because I got up and got like a, a second helping of lunch. I just heard my, you know, my sons and my nephews like, oh, and I was like, what happened? <laughs> I'm in the kitchen. Like, oh, what? <laughs> so you know, and then yeah, next thing you know, credits or you know, opening title scenes. Like, oh, what the man? Okay, but yeah. Uh, otherwise, besides that, I was able to obviously rewind it because I have the you know Disney Plus at home, so I was able to rewind it again. But otherwise, uh, like I said, overall a really great movie, really solid, definitely a great addition to the uh, Disney library. I'm going to be like Harold. I actually, eh, it was okay. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe like, like maybe I'm just so used to um, Disney or Pixar telling me, this is what you have to feel. Um, and, and, you know, the, the tears and, and, and like emotions coming out. Like the whole time I was sitting watching this movie. Uh, yes, it was funny. Um, yes, it was entertaining. Um, the, 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 um, I, I liked a lot of things, but I spent way too much time thinking, what is the message of this movie? Like, I agree. W- what am I supposed to get out of this movie? And, you know, Harold, uh, you know, Harold made some great points uh, of, um, of what it is that we're supposed to do, but it's, I guess I was expecting something different. Like, um, like the the message of uh, like the the message at least the the one I got eventually the message of you can you can do something with your you know it, it's up to you you can do something with life whatever it is that you want to do with your life the, it's not predetermined um, especially for a Pixar movie especially for a Disney movie that message is so low key that um, that it bugged me now don't get me wrong I think it's still a great message it's something that um we need to be uh, we need to be um uh, told but the fact that it's a disney movie there was just that it, it was just, it, it was just i was just missing that um and and i think the uh, the other reason why um uh the, the other reason why i 
didn't like it as much is because I was telling my wife, I thought finally there was a movie that was going to kind of like uplift like teachers. Like, um, like this was going to be like the movie that or Joe's or, or Joe's like um, big moment of understanding is, oh, you know, the per- my purpose in life is, you know, is teaching. That's, you know, this is the, the, the kid that he influenced to become a musician, the, um, the, 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 the little girl at the beginning um, who discovers how great she is in music. I thought that was going to be like the um, the main message of it. And there's like, no, no. That's not the message. Message you can do whatever you want. And like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. I thought finally Disney with Disney Pixar was going to give me a high five, a pat on the back. But no, Disney just said, you know what? You're a teacher right now. You know, you could do whatever you want, right? That's the message. You know, there's I have. better things than being a teacher. Right? There's there's other things, more important things. So I think I'm gonna go and become a a musician now, guys. That's what freaking Pixar taught me. That's my review of this damn movie. <laughs> I think the, I thought the lesson was you should listen to your mom teachers. <laughs> lesson is watch where you're freaking going. I know. Yeah. I thought the lesson of the movie uh, was uh, Ashley Larry is one of the best people in the world. Wait, which one was Ashley Larry? Who, who, Dude, you, did you not like? As soon as the, he started talking, I was like, "Oh my god, Ashley Larry's in this movie!" Oh. I didn't even need, I didn't even need to look that one up. I gotta of rewatch all, this again. Of, of all of all the people, um, it would have been Harold to catch Ashley Larry's uh, uh, voice there. Yeah, because as soon as he was like. So if you don't if you guys don't know, Ashley Larry is Donnell Rawlings, one of the Donnell, um, one of the main characters of Chappelle Show, which is a show that we uh, really the, talk about. The main character, I would I would like to the, say, the best TV show of all time, maybe. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he plays a barber in this movie, and he's Des, those, right? Uh, he's Des, yeah, he's the the main barber. Yeah. So his his deal is like the whole. Remember how, even in the movie Barbershop, the whole reason the people meet at the barbershop is so that they can talk, and and they say that people like uh, like barbers and bartenders are the new uh, psychiatrists, where you can tell them anything and everyone can get a story from it. So, to have that kind of a prominent uh, role played by a guy who's done some of the nastiest jokes I've ever heard in my life, and uh, you know, be Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> in a Pixar movie is just fascinating to me. Like they really went with great different voice actors for this. And it was for me, like half the fun in at least Pixar movies nowadays is trying to pin who these actors are before I look them up. And right away I was like, I know one of the Terry's or Jerry's was Richard Aywadi. I was like that. His voice is so prominent. You can't mess with him. And the other one was Graham Norton the talk show host from the BBC. And I was like, oh, it's funny that they have these like small little roles, but at the same time, very pivotal to the, to the movie itself. Um, it's funny that you see, you're talking about voices and uh, the one person that I did not catch. And, and, and like the whole time I was like, who is this person? Who is this voice um, is Tina Fey, dude. Like right. I, I, I didn't recognize her voice until somebody pointed it out to me. I was like, Oh, Cool. I guess she is in the movie. 
um maybe maybe uh, maybe like uh, unlike Harold I'm uh, I'm not that big of a Tina Fey fan so uh, maybe that's one of the reasons so do we want to get into Jimmy Fallon most of the time exactly do we want to get into nitty-gritty of this or are are, are are we have we pretty much covered this movie is there well, any nitty-gritty into this I guess I, I, my my I I think I I need to kind of just echo what you were already saying earlier about the fact that yeah uh, maybe maybe I I'm just been I've unfortunately just been trained to be you know kind of given these softball pitches and just be like here's the lesson I agree with you then like I I was a little confused about like what. You know, I thought you're right. Like, I thought that was the big thing that at the end of, you know, Joe's journey, his destiny or his, you know, his his big um, reason for being is he's a teacher. But I guess, you know, it's like, no, it's the the, the journey is your purpose or your uh, this or that is what you're <coughs> going for. I'm like, mm, OK, I guess. And, and, you know, the other part is I really kind of empathize i think it's just i'm trying to imagine like if uh 20 year old lewis saw this movie versus almost 40 year old lewis you know the the part where the teacher find or the principal offered joe a full-time job with benefits and everything like that i'm like 40 year old me like hey that's a good gig dude <laughs> like, <laughs> yes please yeah dude why is that even a question man <laughs> how old are you joe gardner come on dude <laughs> That's the thing I mean, is, that little, is the way that they like, animated his character was like with a little pouch of a belly and you know I, I couldn't help but see a little gray in your beard. I'm like, you're not exactly getting uh, younger there, buddy. So yeah. maybe take this. I know he's not into job stability, especially with this economy. <laughs> it's crazy talk. <laughs> but, so like the the thing that I really appreciated is you know big lover of music and it was nice to hear uh, jazz a little bit. Yeah. Because yes. agreed, agreed. It, it's it's not like I was thinking how in the Princess and the Frog they really put the emphasis on New Orleans and New Orleans jazz, where it's like more upbeat, up tempo, everything's happy, nice and marchy, and then you have this classical soulful jazz in soul, obviously, and it's it's it was nice to hear like actual music being played, where it's like they they I've been to. Um, you know, small jazz uh, shows like that before. It was very intimate, and they're literally just doing freestyle playing music the whole time. It's fascinating. And to see that portrayed in a Disney movie was a little bit different. And the the problem that I have with this movie, and it's not so much of a problem, is that the for me, it's hard to to differentiate who the main character of this movie was supposed to be. Yeah, I agree. Because it's mm. like it's like um, yes, the journey of Joe trying to get back onto Earth to, with his soul, but at the same time, having to do as much with twenty two trying to f- fulfill her um, her purpose and in in order for her to get, you know get all of the badges and finish her pledge out and and you know be um, capable enough to go into the real world now. So it's it's good, you know, sometimes when you have movies like that where they have the two main characters and then this time they have um, um, them working si- uh, simultaneously with each other. And but for this one, it's just a little it was just a little jumbled in terms of who like at the end, not at the end, but towards the end when um, Joe's 
saying, you know, give me my life back. And 22 is like, no, I, in, I, I like it too much for myself that I'm going to keep it. Who are you supposed to sympathize with there? So, right. I, I yeah. like your point, Harold. Uh, definitely. Um, like in the end, I actually cared more for 22 story than I did for Joe, considering well, that again, uh, Lewis kind of pointed out, they, they didn't really make Joe into a character that we should be rooting for, or we should be, cheering for you know, here's here's this guy who pretty much like i, I would have called wasted his life but you know it, like he was so lost in his life that um that he, he did like if if we were given a choice who would we rather have alive 22 or joe my my vote would have been for 22 uh, mm-hmm. you know um and the the other thing that i another um, gripe that i had and you 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 touched upon it, um, Harold. Is the word? I mean, the 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 title of it is soul, you know. And yes, soul has a lot of different meanings behind it. And I was really hoping more to get more of the like. And this was before I met twenty two or met the character twenty two. I thought there was really going to be more about the music. I thought there was going to be more about the culture, um, you know, about the uh, about Joe's background. And it turned out that soul really was about the soul, you know, literally instead of you know the 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 concept of like the the style or music or anything like that. So yeah, I'm 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 with you in that one. And the other thing that was kind of confusing to me still is the character of Moonwind in that how is that character able to jump back and forth between two of the like you know universes with ease and he he's he's on he's high the whole time he's actually not present in either of them is that what you're saying mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he's in he's he's in a different like uh, dimension at that point are you saying he took the uh, one that gives you a body high instead of a head high? I think I think he has the one that, that gives the head high, to be honest with you. <laughs> Lou? Makes sense. You've been so quiet. No, dude. I mean, I'm really just trying to think, too. You guys brought up, uh, you know, the, the the little bit of confusion and all that good stuff. But because, yeah, speaking of which, one of the other things that, uh, you know, one of the plot points was the fact that 22, the reason why her number is so low compared to, like, uh, the next one up is, you know, 95 million to whatever, you know, whatever number that is. And you know, the assumption is that or, the, you know, they're they're basically telling the viewers that 22 has been around since, you know, the inception of this place. Um, in, but, you know, like like we've already said at the end, he she learned a lesson, obviously, um, <clears throat> spending time in Joe's body. But um, what was it again that she learned? I, I, I'm awesome. really trying to think about it. Like, was it that uh, you know what was it? Because I guess you know what from what I remember, uh, the whole thing was that she kind of put up uh, barriers for herself. That there were some things that she was either disgusted about Earth or she just didn't like about the the concept or the idea of coming down to Earth to being part of mm-hmm. these people. It, it was something that she did not 
uh, want to be part of. But, you know, spending time in Joe's shoes, you know, she figured out or, you know, something clicked, I guess, in her that said, yeah, yeah I'm going to give it a try. Um, was it just that? Like the experience of, uh, yeah. I'm maybe, with Harold. Um, maybe Pete, one of you smarter guys can help me out on this one because I'm still yeah, a little scratching my head on that one. But again, I, I'm not taking away from, you know, how how like really beautifully made and, you know, gorgeous this whole movie is. But like, uh, I mean, just like any fanboy, I guess, worth their salt, you know, 10 minutes after the movie's over, you're wondering like, oh, so what was it about? Was it who was this movie for and all that good stuff? I, I'm with Harold. It, it's the pizza. That's how good. <laughs> that's how good New York pizza is. Dude. Like, you're is New York pizza really that life changing. You're like willing she, to live. She ne- she never would have experienced anything if that pizza never was brought to her. You know that's it, that's just a strange concept to me. Like you had to steal it from a rat in order for her to be like, here, try this, because he can't taste anything. Because I don't know, he's a cat, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, so I guess I mean that that's that's overall lesson. Like she, you know, she had all these great teachers throughout history, but it took you know putting yeah putting her feet to the to the ground and and actually living life was the one that clicked I guess in her head. Um, So yeah, a really well made movie. I I, I liked it. There's not a lot of details I can really nitpick. Like I said, I I think. My only thing is, I, I don't know why, but like Dennis expecting this movie to be like more about the, the musical genre of soul. I really was kind of expecting this to be a little bit more like uh, like Coco, like from the trailers and the premise and, you know, the idea that this man is going to die and, you know, live life you know, or go through the roller coaster of the afterlife. I was really kind of hoping that there was going to be like a, a lot more um, heart. Uh, heart uh, tugging moments and or or you know those kind of moments of like uh, wow like this is this is it a uh, part of me actually going back to the um, you know the fact that soul got uh, I'm sorry Joe got his body back and 22 was able to to you know uh, come to earth I was actually kind of thinking that that was going to be the big twist is that Joe was going to volunteer his body and just be like 22 live your life and I'm going to be you know I've done what I can and that was going to be it like he was going to stay and and go to the I think they called it the great beyond or the, the, the light, I guess, but um, you know, that didn't happen and that's okay. You know, fans can keep thinking what they want the ending to be, but we're given what we're given and we should appreciate what it is. But yeah, that's, that's where I was on that one. No, I, 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 again, I'm, I'm, maybe it's just me, but I want to be like told by Disney, this is what (laughs) happened. Like, this is how you feel. Like, um, like I got to tell you again, going back to the whole, like I was holding on to hope until the very last second when they they do like the um when when they do the 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 end screen and i thought there was going to be like a a mid uh, a mid um you know a mid uh, credit, credit scene. scene where we and in my head i thought it was we were going to find out what joe did which i thought he was going to be a teacher and my whole thing was at a certain point it was going to be joe maybe like um 12 uh, 13 years older um he's finally like happy being a teacher and then he uh, uh like he he meets one of his students for the very first time and he realizes or at least the audience realizes oh crap it's 22 like like he's there that would have been good yeah uh, she's there in his his music in, in his music class that would at least for me i would be like whoa that, that that was that was the twist that was the ending that i was hoping for and i just did not get that satisfaction i don't know 
So you know what the pro- uh, one of the one of the problems with this movie is the fact that it was so similarly themed to some of the better Pixar movies. Mm. And when I say like similarly themed, I'm talking about how Lewis mentioned earlier Ratatouille. About the, yes, very much like Ratatouille, because Gusto's ghost hovers over. Are you probably 22. Hey, why, why do you why do you think where do you think he got the um the pizza from, dude? Drew, dude. from the rat from, from the rat, dude. <laughs> But like in like you know Coco deals better with the kind of the afterlife kind of deal, uh, uh, stronger and at the same time, uh, very similarly themed to um, oh my god I just blanked out on what the other one was supposed to be oh uh, Inside Out because it's mm. about like internal yep. struggles and it's yep. about you know um, you're seeing things from a different perspective because it's not about you anymore. And it's, uh, you know, about the emotions that are in your head that you're unable to control. So, you know, it is like, you know, how in Inside Out, you have the little girl's body or the little girl or everybody being controlled by somebody else. So it's like, there's your body switch right there. So it's, it's the like every movie, apparently every Pixar movie needs to have some kind of journey. And then you're supposed to get depressed about it in the middle somewhere. <laughs> and then, you know, at the end, everything's supposed to be happy. So, yeah. You know, there's a Marvel formula and there's obviously the Pixar formula. So, yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like we uh, we, we pretty much covered this and uh, taking a look at it. And since, again, we don't have a rating system, um, I, I guess I'll ask the question, would you watch it again? Like if this is if this was on HBO and or whatever it is and it popped up, would you actually watch it again or would you watch uh, another episode of diners drivers and dives or something that's a good question you dude. um you know i'm i've been actually thinking about this ever since we reviewed mandalorian last week like what disney plus shows am i really going to go out of my way and pull up again you know on the on the menu and say i'm going to watch this movie one more time there's a you know to be honest there's a small yeah, there's a pretty small group of movies that I do that with and, you know, make fun of my taste all you will. But, you know, Pacific Rim, Rim is up there, uh, you know, Endgame and Infinity War are def- are up there. Like, I want to watch that again. Um, unfortunately, I can't say that this is one of those that I'm really going to go out of my way to play again, unless requested or whatnot. And, I, you know, so I think I'm happy that I saw it the once or twice that I've had the chance to see it, but, you know, kind of like onward, I guess, and some of the other uh, movies. Yeah. I'm happy that I saw it when I did, but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again. So maybe, yeah, maybe if it is on just like cable and I'm just like, uh, there has to be a word for whatever it is that when you're, when you're just like blindly watching something in the background. Um, But yeah, I I would do that, but definitely, but unfortunately it's not, it's not in that tier of like, I'm going to go out of my way to watch it again. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but uh, with Dennis's example, is there anything that you would watch instead of Diver, Diners, Drivers, and Dives? You're right. The, there's there's very few. <laughs> that's pretty like top once tier that already. show is on, there's nothing else that's on. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. There's other. Um, that, that's. Uh, I, I'm. I'm still not a big fan of uh, Guy Fieri, so. That's uh um, no, well with because with, with triple D at least. That's right, I use triple D. Um <laughs> the, it, it's Do you it's have frosted so, tips right now? I do. <laughs> Only on my beard. <laughs> and I, I could wear those sunglasses. But with like at least with that show, it's like so 
monotonous that you don't really need to pay attention to it. True. That's why right. I mean, it's like it, it's it's a black hole of TV. Like if I need to watch, if I need to follow asleep, because I know at eleven o'clock on the Food Network, it's going to show for ten hours straight. So I know I can watch it. But in terms of anything else, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. It does stick to the Pixar formula. Um, the characters aren't as memorable as other Pixar movies yet, mainly because um, they're using actual human beings instead of you know actual or, or caricatures where we're used to you know being more entertained by caricatures at least and um for the most part enjoyable stuff wish they like dennis said they really delved more into the like a uh, jazz music kind of deal thing or going full on with the teacher kind of deal but uh, I, i'd watch it again i just don't know how much of attention i'd be watching it again with gotcha right um, I'm, uh, I'm with you. So, um, I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, it, it's it's uh, I'm I wouldn't consider it to be one of the best um, Pixar movies out there. I wouldn't call it the worst one uh, either. I think it's no, no. it's uh, at least for me, definitely down the middle. Um, you know, and I mean, I I'd, I'd watch this before I watch Cars two. You know, That's what I was gonna say. Um, That's the exact example I was gonna use. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, would you rather uh, watch this or planes? Damn. <laughs> this, I, I'd, I'd go with this. The a soul rather than planes. Planes isn't a Pixar, but it's still a Disney CGI. So. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so never mind. So, uh, this or Toy Story Two. What the hell? <laughs> Remember, I still don't like Toy Story. So, I was gonna this say, like, wait a good second. Dinosaur. You know, oh, I've never watched totally the forgettable dude. I've no, never no. watched the Good Dinosaur. Like really? at no point, at no point have I wanted to watch that damn movie. You know, it's good. it's like Mowgli meets the Flintstones. I, I I don't get it. It's not even. Yeah, it is. And sadly, Mowgli has a better uh, vocabulary than the other guy in <laughs> the Good Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, not a good luck for for that for that studio. Yep. Well, okay. It looks like we are running near the end of our episode of, over here. I hope um, the audience enjoyed our episode. If you have any suggestions of what we want, what you want us to talk about, please let us know. Um, reach us out. Uh, reach out to us through our uh, social media. Um, as usual, you can take a look at all the old episodes at two, the two fanboys one casual dot com, and also you can check us out as. On Facebook, you can find us two fanboys and a filthy casual. Every time the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. Um, not to mention our very fun and active Facebook group, uh, two fanboys and a filthy casual. So yeah, whenever you, whenever you're on Facebook again, um, you know, pop uh, pop our name in the search bar. You can join the group, add the page, and like I said, every time the podcast goes live, we'll be on there. Uh, anytime there's any fun news, memes, any jokes out there uh, on the internet, we'll be posting it as, as well. And then on Instagram and Twitter at two fanboys one casual, and as usual anywhere you can find your regular podcast. <clears throat> awesome. Well, that's it for us today, guys. Hopefully, you enjoyed our episode. As usual, this is two fanboys in the field of the casual. We'll talk to you guys next time. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Peace. Uh, rest in peace, Tito Tony. <laughs>